3: In Every angle of Sunday's slate of football. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Brady Cannon along with my partner Mike Pritchard, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada on this super Wild Card weekend in the NFL. Mike, great to be back here with you once again. And uh, my friend, we made it. Yes, we We, did. we have made it here <laughs> through the end of the regular season. We're done talking about who's going to make the playoffs, if this happens, if that happens. We are finally here, and I'm pretty fired up about this next month of football. I'm right there with you,
4: Brady. You know, um, right there with you in the fact that we made it, but yet my bankroll went from the lower left to upper right. Oh, this good. year, So happy good. about that and uh, hoping to continue that through the playoffs. This is where I love the fact that the portfolio aspect of betting for me takes place in the playoffs because we have a condensed number of teams. You have 14 teams. Right. Uh, and so you have the focus and, and I took notes, studious notes uh, along the way and, and I'm hoping that those are going to help me out in the playoffs. Now, how many teams of, I know you had a por, uh,
1: portfolio of, mm-hmm. what was it, 19 teams or something um, like that? 14, and I added two. I added the Seattle Seahawks and Detroit to okay. the portfolio. So how many of the 14 teams remaining
4: are in your portfolio? Oh, um, pretty much all of them. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville is a surprise. The Giants are a surprise. Um, they were not in the portfolio. Um, yeah, pretty much everybody else, though. I had the Raiders in the portfolio that didn't make it. Uh, to the playoffs, and uh, who was the other disappointing team? Green Bay, uh, that did not make the playoffs as well. So you feel pretty comfortable
1: with the majority of the teams in here having studied them all season long.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, the outliers, obviously, you know, the Giants, like I said, the two surprises. The thing is, you know, we talked about this before, there's more constants in the National Football League than surprises, right? Mm And uh, you think about what, we perceived the league to be or the teams that we thought were going to be great teams or good teams or potential to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. Lo and behold, those are the teams, the majority of the teams that made the playoffs and uh, just the exception to exceptions there. But um, yeah, I, I, think, you know, taking notes along the way and, and having that focus on that portfolio that I used and, and now the majority of the teams are in the playoffs uh, I'm familiar with. So I think it's going to give me an advantage here a little bit, hopefully. I'm hoping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed. Right. Continue to see that bar go up towards the upper right-hand corner. That's right. On your graph there. Um, all right, before we get into the games for this weekend, uh, let's do some macro questions mm-hmm. here to get the show started. And I want to know, in your belief, and we can discuss this a little bit, Mike, what conference do you believe has
4: the most talented team? Uh, the AFC. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, they are loaded. Uh, you can start with quarterbacks, too. Um Uh, You know, I I think the NFC is top-heavy. Like, last week, you know, the the NFC to me is like the SEC, Mm -hmm. uh, right, from that conference standpoint, just top-heavy. Whereas uh, the AFC, you you have so many teams that realistically realistically could win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I mean, from a talent standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint, complete roster standpoint, yeah, I mean, I think the AFC is loaded.
1: I think, I agree with you, AFC Mm-hmm. And I think I would give a slight edge to Kansas City as the more talented team over Buffalo.
4: Okay, you you on board with that, or you um, you a Bills guy? I'm a Bills guy uh, and a pro football betting guy. I had the Bills going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Kansas City because you know I thought they were gonna, going to tinker and they did, but they actually did get better without Tyreek Hill, right? I think so. And, yeah. and I think, you know, if we're just looking at talent, maybe mm-hmm. the
1: Bills are the more talented team because I think their defense is certainly better. Mm-hmm. But I think the Kansas City offense, led by Patrick Mahomes, I think that gives them a little bit of an edge.
4: Yeah, what he did this year is special. I mean, I know Josh Allen did some amazing things too, but uh, you have to give a lot of credit to the Chiefs and, and how they reinvented themselves, uh, how they wanted to be more efficient. Uh, and then they also wanted Patrick to be more patient, uh, and he's all that. Uh, and but he's also still making big plays. They have the most yards after the catch for a quarterback. Uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs do yeah. this year in the National Football Like You would think uh, Tyreek Hill would right. help that, but no, not not the case. Very interesting.
1: Uh, And that's such a big deal in the Mm -hmm. NFL. I mean, that's a big reason behind the success of Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. and uh, the 49ers yards after the catch. Certainly a big deal in today's game. If you look at the playoff odds in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, are on top to win the conference at plus 170 the bills are the second choice at two to one kansas city plus 350 to win the super bowl four to one on the buffalo bills plus 850 on the Bengals to win the super bowl the chargers are the next shortest shot in the afc at 20 to one they are 10 to one to win the conference uh which conference do you have more confidence in in the playoffs as far as going towards the Super Bowl? Are you more confident in the NFC side or the AFC?
4: Um, well, from a betting standpoint, more confident in the NFC because, I mean, I think it's top-heavy. So um, yeah, I know, uh, you know, you think about the teams that are, are matched up right now and uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see who moves through. Like, if there's upsets along the way in, in, in the NFC, maybe uh, it gets a little tricky, uh, right? But in the AFC, you know, it's so deep that uh, I, I think there's going to be a number of upsets uh, along the way. I mean, uh, you got, uh, like you mentioned, the longer shot with the Chargers, if they get hot, or Jacksonville, if they start to get hot, the Bengals uh, getting hot too. I mean, that that's that challenge to Buffalo and Kansas City uh, that are the favorites right there. So... Uh, To me, that gets more challenging uh, in the AFC. Yeah, really, the only two teams in the AFC portion of the playoffs that aren't hot
1: right now are the Miami Dolphins (laughs) and the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) Everybody else is on a roll Mm -hmm. going into the postseason. If you look at the NFC side of the ledger, the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorite to win the conference at plus 175 and just a tick higher than that. The San Francisco 49ers at plus 180 to win the conference. Uh, and the Niners, interestingly enough, are actually a shorter shot to win the Super Bowl at 5-1. Philadelphia at plus 550. Uh, the Vikings 12-1 to, to win the conference. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, interestingly enough, at 10-1 to one to, win mm-hmm. at to, one to win the conference. Dallas at 5-1 to win the conference, 12-1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks, pretty long shots here. The Giants at 25-1. to one, to win the conference, fifty-five to one to win the Super Bowl. Seattle, thirty and seventy to win the Super Bowl. And Mike, you're talking about upsets. That leads me to my next question. Okay, which conference looks to you like it is more susceptible to
4: upsets? Oh boy, you know uh, this is that's the challenge, right? Um, I think it's because it's top-heavy in the NFC, uh, there are teams below those top two teams that feel like if we get on a roll, if we do upset, if we do get a great matchup then all of a sudden we might have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think back to when I was with the Seattle Seahawks and we won a division, uh, and we, we were hosting Miami, the Dolphins, Dan Marino, the great Dan Marino. Uh, and we almost won that game. It was 2017, we ended up losing that game. But the Titans ended up in the Super Bowl that year. Mm. And we thought, wow, you know, if things fall a certain way in the playoffs, we could host the AFC championship game. Right. Uh, And and so you start to think that way. And I think in the NFC, there's a number of teams. You think about the Vikings, uh, you think about Tampa and Tom Brady, uh, and you think about the Cowboys, even, maybe even the Giants. uh, Who knows what's going on in that building? Uh, And then Seattle, you know, Pete Carroll with the experience that he has. Once you start to get into a role and you feel like it's wide open, and you could potentially, uh, because of upsets, find yourself in a favorable situation, I, I think that adds to it as well. I agree with you that the NFC
1: is more susceptible to upsets. Mm -hmm. I I think there's a chance. I mean, you you have division games here and repeat matches, Mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, The Giants and the Minnesota Vikings, they just played three weeks ago. Minnesota won that one. The Giants covered the spread in that game. The spread in that game was four and a half in favor of Minnesota. The Giants only lost by three. I think the Giants have a really good shot to upset Minnesota. And then if they advance, they will get a third meeting of the season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And I think they actually have a shot to upset the Eagles. Uh, you know, that division game thing, trying to knock a team out three mm-hmm. times in a row in a season. We've got a few scenarios like that in this super, card, uh, super wild card weekend round uh, of the playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, that's yep. a rematch there. Yep. So I, I think there's a lot of different games in the NFC that you could point to as potential upsets. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And it gets very interesting from a betting perspective, too. I mean, it's it's like – a chance to maybe look at these longer odds, right, and, and take a second right. or third look at them. Uh, because if, the, if that conference, the NFC, is that wide open uh, and just top heavy, uh, we saw Alabama in college football not make the playoffs this year. And then, you know, Georgia did what they did, obviously. But uh, no, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity from a betting perspective uh, inside the NFC conference, though.
1: On the AFC side of things, Mike, who would you make a bet on to win the
4: Super Bowl? Um, Well, at I, you know, Buffalo, I already have them. But um, I think – What number did you get Buffalo at? Um It was at the beginning of the year. I'm going to have to look it up on my book here. Uh, In the neighborhood but, of 5-1 to one or something? Uh, like I want to be accurate. It's around there, I think. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. so it hasn't um, changed a whole lot yeah. right now. We're showing 4-1. to one. Yes, they were the favorite at the beginning of the year. Um, y- you know, whew, Cincinnati. Uh, it, Cincinnati looks very, very interesting. Uh, just because they've done it last year. I mean, that's recency <laughs> bias for me. I thought the Chargers heating up to um, – if they would have beat Denver, that would have been five in a row. That would have been, like you mentioned, all these teams in the AFC uh, with that one streak, right? Um, so this is a tough one. I, I would go Cincinnati.
1: I, I could only look at the two favorites. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Kansas City or Buffalo okay. in the Super Bowl from the AFC side. I, I really think they're the class of that conference. Um you know Buffalo seems to be on a bit of a mission. Kansas City, it's really hard to say that they're not going to make it. I know yeah. Cincinnati has had Kansas City's number, but I would probably go with the two shortest shots on that side. Uh, on the other side, I like San Francisco at five to one, mm-hmm. and I would just as far as the number taking a little stab here. I would take the Dallas Cowboys at twelve to one. Okay, if that team gets hot, if they can get past Tampa Bay and get on a run like we saw them get earlier in the year. They have finished the season stumbling,
4: but they have all the talent in the world. They do. They do have a lot of talent, and and I think they're built for a Super Bowl. Um, To me, they've been that roller coaster, though, right? They get really hot, and then they they, go If they go on a downhill or a corkscrew (laughs) or something here down the end, they get out of the way. Find themselves upside down sometimes, too. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. I mean... Ooh, I mean, 28 to one with Tampa Bay's juicy too, though. Oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. No. (laughs) All right, we get into
1: the games when we come back on the other side. We start with the Dolphins at the Bills as we kick off here on the Pro Football Blitz at v
3: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz on v Mm -hmm. The Sports Betting Network.
1: If you're looking for a betting edge, VEASAN's experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of just $9.99 and get access to the best talent in the game. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better, including pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the percentage of money on wagers in major markets are moving in real time. Pro Picks, a daily recap of all the top plays made by VEASAN hosts and guests. Pro Tips, updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Along with our 24-7 video channel, pro subscribers also receive Vsin Betting guides previewing major sporting events and tournaments. Visit vCN.com slash subscribe today for only $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Again, that's V S I N slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, and we've made our way to the first game on the Sunday schedule, the Dolphins at the Bills. The Bills opened up as 10.5-point favorites. This will be the third meeting of the season between these two teams. They have split the first two, each winning at home, and Miami covering the number. In both contests, Tuatanga Violoa started both of those games for Miami. Today, it will be Skylar Thompson. Thompson has played in seven games this season for the Dolphins. He is 60 of 105 for 534 yards passing, one touchdown, three interceptions, and he's been sacked six times. Now, he's only seen the bulk of the action. In three of those seven games. In those three games, Thompson is 51 of 85 for 422 yards passing, averaging just over 140 yards passing per game with a completion percentage of 60%. Mike, it is the big, bad Buffalo Bills at home, and they are a big favorite. Bills lay in 13.5 with a total of 43 and a
4: half. Yeah, with a buzzsaw up there, too, by the way. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I mean, a uh, woodshed, all that. I mean, take a Miami. <laughs> I mean, whatever you, where you want to go with this one, Brady? You know, Skyler, good luck. Uh, you know, Miami is so scheme-oriented, too, uh, that I don't know if this is going to come down to Skyler, uh, to be honest with you. He's going to have to make some plays to get that. Um, but offensively, Miami is so scheme-oriented to a – uh, really ha- understood what McDaniel wanted to do and, and the reasons why he wanted to do it. And then Waddle uh, and Tyreek Hill just did the rest, right? Uh, the running game started to emerge, uh, I think, for Miami, which is encouraging for Skyler Thompson. Uh, he's going to have to do it. He um, won't have Mostert, though. No, no, he won't. Tough blow right there. Yeah. He had that, a big game last time against Buffalo. He did, and that was the good, bigger reason why the running game was starting to happen, too. So, yep. um yeah, it, that's where it gets tough. You know, if you look at Miami, one of the things about Miami as a surprise this year, uh, going through my notes, it's like what stood out was their defense isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, mm-hmm. wow. This is Miami, a Super Bowl caliber offense with Tua and what they're doing and uh, and the one streak and all this and all the yards. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you look at the defense, it's like, well, well, no, that's not a Super Bowl caliber defense. So I know they made the move, Bradley Chubb and everything, um, but I... This is all about Buffalo and being focused. And as soon as Buffalo becomes focused in his football game, I, I think it gets really, really difficult for Miami.
1: Well, it is interesting to note the home and road splits for these teams: the Bills and the Dolphins. The Miami defense ranks 25th in yards per play on the road, giving mm-hmm. up nearly 2.6 yards per dro- or points per drive in those games. Only the Chicago Bears defense is worse than that. With Tuatanga Tagovailoa at quarterback for Miami, they averaged six point seven yards per play compared to just four and a half yards per play with Skylar Thompson. Uh, the Dolphins as a visitor, they have allowed opponents to score on nearly forty-six percent of their drives. That's second to last in the league. They had just two takeaways on the road uh all season. That is the fewest in the NFL. At home, The Bills are tops in the NFL at six and a half yards per play. They are second in points per drive, and they have scored on over 47% of their drives. That is third in the league. Since the bye week, the Bills are eight and two straight up, but just four, five, and one against the spread versus playoff teams this season. Buffalo is three and two straight up, one, three, and one against the number. They have outgained those five opponents, however, by 417 yards. Uh, the Dolphins just two and five straight up against this season's playoff teams, and three and four against the number and Mike Miami, they have been outgained in those seven games against playoff teams by a combined 269 yards. you yeah. talked about the defense.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a shortcoming for them and, you know, because we focus so much on McDaniel and they've been through a lot, uh, but this is a team and, and an organization that get, got rid of Brian Flores, who was known for defense and mm-hmm. uh, okay. They skew it towards the offense and now the offense is compromised. So, uh, if you're looking for options, Miami, it's like you don't have very many. Uh, and that's where it gets difficult, you know, even taking the points uh, here in this game. I don't lay double digits. That's why I haven't played it that way uh, with Buffalo. I do lean Buffalo to win the game, obviously. I can't do the money line. Not looking at that either. Uh, but, you don't want to lay 1,000 to win 100? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Not yet, Brady. <laughs> I got enough thrills in my life already. Uh, but, no, Josh Allen, you know, they split. I get it. Uh, if you go back, and like I did, I watched the games and, and really studied it. Buffalo had so many chances to win that first game. Uh, and oh, Josh, yeah. Josh totally just – Totally outstatted him. Right. Josh just wasn't great. You know, he didn't – he pulled a string on on a couple of throws, and um, uh, things didn't go right uh, in that first matchup. The second one, uh, you know, Josh Allen, and, and I know Tua was back out there, but he had four touchdowns, you know. Uh, And you can't forget about Josh and his legs, what he wants to do that way, too. And covering six eligibles is just difficult for any great defense, let alone uh, a challenge defense like the Dolphins.
1: My numbers in this one, when I crunch out the stats, came to Bills minus 10. 10. Bills minus four and a half and Bills minus 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't have a play in the game, uh, Mike. The Dolphins, they have not won a playoff game in 20 years, and they're 0 and 4 straight up and against the spread in the playoffs ever since. They're also one and eight straight up two and seven against the spread in playoff games on the road with an average loss margin of 22 points per game yeah um, I, I'm with you that I think this uh, game has a chance to get ugly. Uh, I just can't lay the big number. there are some spots that have gotten to 14 here in oh. Las Vegas Mike <laughs> and that is kind of the mark for me I, okay. if I was going to get involved with this game and I probably won't, but I think 14 is a take with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we both feel that this game could get ugly, but that's a heck of a lot of points. You don't often see an NFL underdog not be able to cover 14. You got you, you got uh, you're you're all choked up about uh, when I'm talking about taking 14. He can't handle it. He's emotional, folks. Mike Pritchard, <laughs> he, he he can't uh, he can't bear taking the Dolphins plus 14 points. But that is the direction I would go if I had to play this game. Uh, find a 14 out there because there are some out here in Las Vegas. 13 and a half is pretty much the consensus number. Uh, But I'm sure if we've got some here in Las Vegas that there probably are 14s all over the country at this point. If you want to get involved and take a stab with the Dolphins, I think you have to get 14. Who knows? By the time they kick off, you might get 14 and a half. Um, We went through uh, a new feature this week on the Pro Football Blitz, Brady's keys to betting this game, and Mike and I have alluded to this. There are real problems uh, via injury for the Miami Dolphins, but understand this opening line. I found this was interesting in this line movement that we've seen all week. The opening line was 10.5 or 11 in favor of the Buffalo Bills. But I feel that the odds maker and and all of us betters, we kind of knew that Tua wasn't going to play. And we probably figured that Teddy Bridgewater wasn't going to play either. So I think that original number was basically built with Skylar Thompson in mind. And that's another reason why I'm saying if I was going to get involved in this game, I'd take 14. I think you're getting a three-point swing worth of value here when the original number was made with Skylar Thompson in mind anyway. Um, the other, the other note here, key to betting this game, the bills, they've been winning games, but they haven't been covering a lot of spreads. Mm -hmm. And and then finally, Mike, welcome back. You were very emotional there when I said, take the dolphins plus 14. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I, I think a factor here for Buffalo is the DeMar Hamlin emotional angle that could take this team all the way to the super bowl and possibly a super bowl championship. You and I talked about it last week. How are they going to perform against the Patriots in an emotional roller coaster of a week? Uh, you know it's devastating, and then it became incredibly elevating uh, with the return and the and the progress, and eventually the recovery of Demar Hamlin. Very inspiring for the Buffalo Bills. And they performed pretty well in that game. They took care of business. The Patriots were in it for a while, but eventually Buffalo pulled away. Now they're past all of that. Mm-hmm. And now their guy is back and he's healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's even at the game, you know, he paid in, a in visit some to fashion. Practice. There you go. He paid a visit to yep. practice. So now that they're past all that and everything is so positive, I believe that's a real
4: wave they can ride. Well, it is. Uh you know, this game is played with a lot of emotion. Right. And it depends on how you use emotion, too. And, you know, as a player, I've been in a situation uh, earlier on in college in, in which emotion was a big part of why uh, we were driven and we were collective, right? Uh, and I think Buffalo is that way. Already focused at the beginning of the year because they're on a mission to get to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, but now I think it's enhanced even more. And, I mean, the focus is uh, it's, acute, it's more acute uh, because of the more, on everything that Buffalo Bills have gone through this year. I mean, in addition to the travel, to the weather situations, remember that that oh, stretch yeah. that they had to go yeah. through? Yeah. I mean, this is a team this that's This is almost a like lot. an
1: icing on the cake right. bit of adversity that they have overcome. Right. And obviously, DeMar Hamlin. Has overcome. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't often buy into angles like that, but this one's pretty powerful. It is. It, it is. It Not laying double digits though. <laughs> no, no, no. I should take the fourteen. <laughs> yeah. That really threw you for, <laughs> <It> for <did. laughs> a loop. <laughs> we'll be back with just with more in just a moment.
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Well, Mike, I uh, want to wrap up the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins preview with a look at maybe who might score the first touchdown, either the first touchdown in the game or any time touchdown and the odds associated there. Uh, Stefan Diggs is your favorite to score the first touchdown in the game at 6-1. to one. Any time touchdown is minus 140. Josh Allen, actually 9-1. to one, uh, one of the second choices there to score the first touchdown of the game. I don't mind that play right there. We know how the man can use his legs plus 130 for any time touchdown on Josh Allen. Gabriel Davis also at 9-1. to Jalen Waddell at 10-1. to Tyreek Hill 11-1. Devin Singletary 11-1. Dawson Knox at 11-1. And Jeff Wilson, the running back for the Miami Dolphins, at 12-1 to score the first touchdown. Wilson also plus 180 for any time touchdown.
4: Anything catch your eye there? Yeah, you know, if Buffalo wins the toss, I, I think they're going to ex- accept the, and, and go on offense right okay I mean, interesting yeah mcdermott you, you know you think about head coaches and okay with all the emotion that's going to be in that building uh if they win the toss don't defer mm-hmm. take the ball uh so if that's the case i mean you're okay you have to have that happen uh josh allen I my mean, my goodness plus 130 for any time touchdown but first touchdown at plus 900 is very intriguing because he does so much with his legs i mean uh he is an incredible incredible player and think about uh, familiarity to uh, in, in the red zone. Uh, the Dolphins might have a good plan for anything schematically from Buffalo, but what breaks that down is Josh Allen, right? So plus 900 for the first touchdown is very, very appealing. I tell
1: you, you know, on on these first touchdown uh, markets, mm-hmm. I like to try and find, a, you know, a diamond in the rough. Okay. A lot of times that's like the... The second choice tight end. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not necessarily Gerald Everett, but maybe it's Donald Parham, that type of thing. Or, or let's say for the 49ers, it's not George Kittle, but it's Ross Dwelly. You know, some guy that you just don't expect or most likely, most least expect mm-hmm. to have it happen. Uh, and, and sometimes you got to go with the obvious one, too. I, I think Josh Allen is a pretty obvious choice there at 9 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff Wilson, the Miami running back at 12 to 1. I mean, if Miami scores the first touchdown of the day, it
4: very well could be Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, so if Miami wins the coin toss, obviously, you know, you're looking at the chance to, with that emotion in the building, would they defer, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I don't know if they would. Yeah. Would, do you want to give them the ball first? <sighs> that That's what I'm saying. Like, they probably would neglect to take the ball, and uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, <laughs> Is it a big play, or are they moving the ball down the field? or Move the ball down the field, <laughs> he
1: punches one in. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking big play, then obviously you look at uh, Jalen yeah.
4: Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Who, See, that's where I was going from a first touchdown standpoint. Like a, a breakdown in coverage or a missed assignment or something like that. I'm and just, you can bet more than one of these and still make money. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with sprinkling a little mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Uh, here I mean, on you the could board. have
1: Allen, uh, Hill, Waddle, and Wilson uh, all at 9-1 to one or better.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Not,
1: not too shabby there.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, let's move on here and look at some of the uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers in the tournament that they call the playoffs here. Uh, which quarterback do you feel most confident in backing uh, at the betting window <laughs> in these playoffs? Which quarterback of all the 14 teams?
4: Um... Patrick, I mean,
1: he's going to be consistent. He doesn't cover a lot of spreads. He doesn't. But you figure
4: he's going to win games. Yeah. And, you know, most passing yards, uh, if we want to look at that start, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they matriculate the football and he's going to throw the ball. uh, They distribute the ball. I talked about the fact that they had the most yards after the catch from a quarterback uh, in the National Football League. uh, So that's appealing. Joe Burrow with the offensive line situation. That gets Uh interesting, right? They've got two starters out on the right side. On the right side, Justin Herbert, he skews it. Um, What is he? Plus 800. Yeah. Now Um, this is the
1: odds uh, on quarterbacks to have the most passing yards throughout the entire playoff series. Uh, And Patrick Mahomes is the second choice at three to one. Josh Allen, actually the favorite at plus 225. uh, And Herbert is eight to one.
4: Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Herbert, uh, for for that bet to get home, obviously they get to go on a run. I mean Patrick's got what two games uh and then you got Josh Allen who's gonna have a collection of games too. So that's I see why he's plus two twenty five. Uh but Patrick at plus three hundred, I mean, even with two games, I, I think uh, that's doable uh, in the situation for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes.
1: It's a little surprising that they have him you know, at that short of a price with one less game, mm-hmm. you figure, than everybody else here possibly in the field. And that's really the reason why some of these prices are such. Obviously, Philadelphia and Kansas City are going to have one less opportunity to rack up yardage points, what have you, whatever market you're looking at getting into. Um, you look at Brock Purdy. He's at 10 to 1 to have the most passing yards in the playoffs. And some people might say, well, you know, he's shorter than Tom Brady, shorter than Kirk Cousins, shorter than Dak Prescott. Well, the the odds makers are figuring Purdy's going to have possibly three games to get to do this.
4: Yeah. You know, the thing about Purdy, though, is they want to run the football. Sure. So, you know, his stats, uh, down the stretch even, they don't present the opportunity, I think, for him to have a prolific game that way. but. Uh, you never know. I mean, defensively, uh, the front 49ers and what they do too, but uh, they might need Brock Purdy to to throw the ball mm-hmm. for 300 yards or whatever, and uh, over 300 yards. It depends on the matchup too. But um, I, yeah, that, to me, that seems less likely, likely just because of the way. Uh, the 49ers play offensively.
1: I I wonder if these markets, uh, you know, we always say check the rules at your local book. I wonder if these markets include the Super Bowl. I was just
4: about to ask you. (laughs) I I imagine they do. (laughs) Okay.
1: I I think they do, and that's probably another reason Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy is is short because, you know, the Niners are one of the shorter prices as far as to win or make the Super Bowl as well. So, you know, those um, prognostications are figured into these numbers, Uh, how many games and how far these teams might go for sure. Uh, you also have the odds to have the most receiving yards in the playoffs, and Stefan Diggs at the top of the chart once again. He is at six to one. Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills, the favorite to have the most receiving yards in the playoffs. Jamar Chase, not a surprise there, the second choice at ten to one, along with Travis Kelsey. And and we go back to how many mm-hmm. games Kelsey's, Kelsey's gonna have one less game than everybody else, and he's still the second choice at ten to one.
4: Yeah, I mean logical Choice, yards after the catch, I mean, all that stuff. When you think about most receiving yards, uh, maybe most people would think about the long bombs and, and the big passes that way. But, uh, you know, shallow crosses uh, that can go across the field for, you know, six yards on, on depth rise. But uh, you got a guy like Travis Kelsey or somebody else like that that can take it to the to the house, right? Right. Uh, so you got to look at Yak. that. Yeah, yeah, Yak's huge. I mean, uh, and the teams and the offenses give these receivers those opportunities too. Like Mike Evans, um, uh, you know, just looking at some names that could stand out. Justin Jefferson, uh, he's everything to the Vikings offense for them to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, and he's got some nice odds with uh, 16-1 right there. If, if you can see a path for the Vikings to get to the Super Bowl or a deep run in the playoffs even. But A.J. Brown at 12-1 to 1 with the Eagles, I, I think that's significant. I think that one is a play that I'm willing to make here because Jalen Hurts uh, coming back, and and I know the matchup situation. Uh, and if they do include the Super Bowl here, I mean, I th- think yeah. they probably do. Yeah, then I I like AJ Brown there at twelve to one.
1: Well, if the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, obviously that would give them three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know If his price is that short, it's got to include the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that's what that's telling me there. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I think you make a lot of sense there. I kind of like Travis Kelsey uh, right. for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to go a long way. I don't – you know, Stephon Diggs is the shortest shot, but I, I really do think he has a good chance to, to win this market as well. Mm. Most receiving yards in the playoffs, and we're going to, for our purposes, figure that this includes the Super Bowl. I, I did have one long shot here, Mike, that yes. might be worth a little bit of a look. He's been really hot as of late. He and Patrick Mahomes have seemed to have found a, a chemistry and a rhythm. He's scoring touchdowns, he's catching a lot of passes. 40 to 1 on Jarek McKinnon. Okay. <laughs> you okay. never know. I mean, if you figure Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that gives them three games. This guy could have, you know, 80, 90, 100 yards receiving in three games. I mean, he he's really been an electric piece for them as of late.
4: Yeah, no, um, I know Kansas City likes him a lot. You know, he's coming back from that injury, too, which is significant. He can do so many different things. And uh, we, we think about Christian McCaffrey. We think about true halfbacks. You know, McKinnon is like that. He's mm-hmm. a halfback, a true halfback. And, and, and used and, to be a niner. It used to be a niner. So, I mean, he's in this offense for a reason. I mean, right. When you think about halfbacks, too, you know, go back in time with this offense. It's Roger Craig. It's, it's um, Ricky, Ricky Waters. Waters. Right. You know, it's those, those kind of <laughs> players that are, are certainly unbelievable running backs. But you move them around the formation, and then they become a different player. Uh, to me, that's a, a true halfback. And I think uh, McKinnon is that type of player. But there's some other names on this list, though. I, I think I would get to before that. I mean, um, gosh, where was it? George Kittle you know if, Kittles, 40, if the 49ers yeah. get deep to 15 and, to 1 yeah 15 i think to one. that's
1: absolutely one of the biggest part of the handicaps of playing these markets is who's going to get to the super bowl right then right. then you kind of go from there right
4: yeah yep, absolutely
1: all right back to the game back to the previews when we return on the pro football blitz
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network.
1: Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That's zyn.com. That's Z Y N.com today. The Giants and the Vikings, Mike. It was just three uh, three weeks ago that these two teams met in Minnesota. This one will be, of course, in Minnesota as well. The Vikings won that game, 27-24, as Greg Joseph booted a 61-yard field goal at the buzzer to put Minnesota on top. Daniel Jones was 30 of 42 in that game for 334 yards, one touchdown pass, one interception. He was sacked three times. Uh, he had four carries for 34 yards rushing. Kirk Cousins, 34 of 48 for 299 yards, three touchdown passes, no interceptions. He did fumble once. Dalvin Cook was held to just 64 yards rushing in that game, but... Both T.J. Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson had over 100 yards receiving a piece, combining for 25 catches. Round two in Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium. Mike Vikings closed as four-and-a-half-point favorites back on Christmas Eve. But today, they are laying three points with a total of 48-and-a-half.
4: Yeah, here at the South Point, two-and-a-half. A couple... I uh, Just one, two and a half, only at the South Point so far. But, yeah, everywhere else is three. With juice. With, With juice, juice on the yeah. dog. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, this game gets interesting. I mean, I know just talking to a lot of people, uh, you know, you look at the Giants uh, on that side, and and a lot of people seem to like the Giants, and, and, and an outright win here, mm-hmm. uh, not, not long, let alone just covering it. But um, I don't know about the Vikings, though. I mean, I know defensively they're challenged, and – uh, and you don't have a lot of respect for that side of the ball. Uh, you know, Donatel, the defensive coordinator, know him real, really well. Um, but I thought they've improved. Uh, I thought Smith has provided some pressure off the edges at times for the Vikings. He's been a little banged up too. Yeah, he well, he's he's always been banged up, right? I mean, even in Green Bay. But um, at this point, you know, you know, being banged up is part of the game too. So uh, I'm trying to make a case for the Vikings at home with that offense, because I think the offense is really, really good. It's very good. It's very good. No doubt right? about it. Uh, and and that's really what has led them to that record-setting uh, victory uh, by one possession situation or one score situation. So uh, one of the things that I gravitate towards too, Brady, uh, is when they're our first in the National Football League or, or, or NFL history created, Uh, And the Vikings are one of the teams that that comes and falls into that category. Uh, They became one of nine teams in the National Football League history. They have at least four players with 60-plus receptions in a season. Mm. So that goes to Kirk Cousins, and that goes to understanding the nuances of this offense. And understanding the nuances of this offense allows you to have adjustments, allows you to make plays too. Uh, And we've seen the Vikings be able to do that. Now, the Giants, their matchup to me is in the trenches, that defensive front uh, with what Wink wants to do and the blitzes and can that confuse, can that get home at time. And then also Minnesota has turned one-dimensional, like in terms of not being able to run the ball. Yeah, the running game has not been great. And that hurt them last year. They only had 10 rushing touchdowns all season last year. Wow. Uh, So they need to be different in the playoffs. And, you know, you have to be different against the Giants. Favorable situation if you can catch the Giants with points. I believe. I think they can get an outright win in this game.
1: For those of you that are watching online or on YouTube TV, you can see the graphic up there we just had the uh the situation as far as against the spread this season for both of these teams. The Vikings at home were four and five against the number. The Giants on the road six and one against the spread. Vikings as a favorite, six-five and one, and the Giants as an underdog, ten and two against the spread this season. Now, Minnesota, they finished off the regular season with a league-high plus 78-point differential in the fourth quarter, while ranking 30th in the league in point differential for quarters one through three at minus 87 points. They own the worst defense among the 14 teams in the postseason. They are 30th in yards per play allowed, 28th in allowing opponents to score on over 41% of their drives. Minnesota gave up 73 plays of 20 or more yards. That is better than only the Detroit Lions defense. And when these two teams met in week 16, the Giants gained a season high 445 yards in that game. The Vikings have faced five playoff teams this season. They were outgained by each of those teams by an average of 163 yards per game. That is really something. Mike, history is also not on the side of the Vikings here. Teams that finish up the regular season with back-to-back road games, as Minnesota did, 14-24 14 and 24 straight up, 15, 22 and one against the number in the playoffs since 2004. The Vikings are also 0 and nine against the spread in the playoffs when uh, when facing a team coming off of a loss like the Giants are.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of reasons to like the Giants. I mean, several reasons. Even uh, you know, if you don't think they're going to win this game outright, I mean, there's uh, I, you know, getting through two possessions. Uh, with a teaser situation, if you like that from a betting perspective with the Giants. Uh, they're the sixth seed, you know, and that gets interesting from a history standpoint and uh, wild card scenarios with, with a team like this uh, on the road. Um, I, you know, the, the Giants, too, if they don't make mistakes in that first game, you know, I believe they have the fewest
1: turnovers on offense of any team in the NFL.
4: Yeah. I can't remember the punter's name. I just can see his hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then he dropped the ball and then tried to yeah, kick it he, again. Yeah, he had a and, rough uh, final month of the uh, season. Yeah, or something like that, where it got blocked. And, you know, the mistakes that the Giants made there, uh, if they don't have turnovers if they don't make mistakes. And, like you mentioned, I mean, well coached, stable, uh, well coached. And, and so it's like. <sighs> that's why I like the Giants in this one as a live dog uh,
1: in this matchup. Yeah, I'm with you. And in that game when they met on Christmas Eve three weeks ago – the Giants turned the ball over, I believe, two or three times in that game. So mm-hmm. that was really atypical of what we're talking about for New York. Uh, this is a, a stat that I've used a few times this year, and I think it's pretty powerful. New York defensive coordinator Don Martindale, 20-2, straight up, 17-4-1 against the spread versus head coaches in their first year with a team, holding those teams to an average of 16 points in, that game, in those games. He's won in that role five times this season, and one came against the Vikings – just three weeks ago, they were four and a half point dogs and they lost by just three. Kirk Cousins, one and two against the spread in three playoff starts, including 0 and one straight up and against the spread, is a favorite. Underdogs of three or fewer points in the wild card round who are seeking same season revenge, they are 12, 4 and 1 mm. against the number. Uh, my numbers in this one might come to Giants minus two, pick them and Giants minus two and a half. And, you know, we've heard it all season long. The Giants or the uh, Vikings are going to be a one and done in the right. playoffs. And I, I think it might come to
4: fruition here. Yeah, I, I took had,
1: Giants plus three.
4: Yeah, I had, my numbers or the points that I had was 24-24. I had a tie. That's why there I'm lean like leaning Giants. Uh, I'm certainly going to bet that, I think. And uh, the situation, you can catch the three earlier. There's two and a half half we're showing on the board here at the South Point only. Um, but just like I thought, uh, because we, t- we talked about how teams are trending – so Tampa Bay trends with the highest pass run ratio mm-hmm. uh, with Tom Brady. Uh, then the Chargers are number two, okay. with Justin Herbert. Right? Uh, number three is, are the Vikings. And, and yeah. you wouldn't think. And, and
1: they got Dalvin Cook. I know,
4: but and, and Alexander Madison. But it's the offensive line, right? Yeah. The injuries, yeah. right? And and I think uh, the inability to be consistent that way uh, really helps the Giants because that that features your pass rush now, uh, and I think that's a strong suit. Uh, for what the Giants have, the personnel that they have. Not a very deep team. I was worried about the fact that they didn't play as some starters in that Final game. I think that kind of goes to that
1: trend I was talking about too. The Giants or the uh, Vikings, zero and nine against the spread in the playoffs when they face a team coming off of a loss. Mm-hmm. That team coming off of a loss could be a very
4: good team that just rested their starters. Yeah, and they you know? re- they rested the right guys. I mean, Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to fall off. And every if anything, he finished the year hot. He's still playing for a contract, right? And there's some rumblings that hey, they might <laughs> give him a contract. So. Uh, Saquon Barkley is phenomenal too but that offensive line has emerged I, I think for the Giants and they're a physical physical football team so uh, there's a lot of reasons why uh, I like the Giants in the matchup my keys to betting this game both teams really overachieved this season
1: and versus where they are right now and versus what their numbers would tell you about both of these teams. Um, I think over rushing uh, yards for Daniel Jones could be a good prop bet Mm -hmm. for this game. I think Brian Dable, we saw what he did with Josh Allen when he was the offensive coordinator there. He's going to have to pull out all the stops here. Daniel Jones uh, averaging in the neighborhood of 40 yards rushing per game this season. And I think he's going to go over that here. I think Dable will have to get Daniel Jones using his legs in this game. And then finally, Minnesota, their defense is a problem. Uh, I think this is very likely another one-score game that probably comes down to the final possession of the contest. When we come back, we'll get into some more of those rushing yards props as we continue previewing super wild card weekend here on the Pro Football Blitz at Vsin.